1: what he say?
2: He said, Oh, what wasn't no shack with you.
1: <laughs> lucky, lucky podcast, man. The Honor Boys are definitely in the building. Brought to you by Honor Whiskey. HonorWhiskey.com. <laughs> <said>, oh, <laughs> that premium American whiskey, more. <laughs> whiskey.com. And if you drink, by all means, make sure you do so like Kitty Smith.
2: <laughs> <laughs> the man tried to say, "Yeah, I was with Shaq all day." <laughs> no,
1: nah, man, <laughs> he did take the P the PJ back with Shaq, right?
2: Back with him. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> Kitty Smith. <so
2: funny. laughs> I just caught
1: oh, that. Oh man. <laughs> Yo, so (laughs) let's talk some CFB, some recruiting, coaches on the hot seat, and fear factor. Fear factor, bro. Looking at the schedule after spring, are there any games that we look at and say, I don't know. This one might be a little bit more dicey than I thought originally.
0: We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all
1: So, man, that's what we're going to do today, right? I think for the most part, we spent the last week really dog, not dog, but diving into how Marcus Freeman has really changed and doubled down on recruiting. Just like flat outs, like, yo, (laughs) so what? We didn't get this guy, this guy, this guy. We're still going out to five stars. In a pretty good spot. I would say they're in good standing with at least four or five stars. They got one in the fold already that counts. We'll see how CJ Carr does at the Elite Eleven. Yeah. Uh, Justin Scott, Elijah Rushing, us four. If I miss one, we'll get on that. We'll get, man, I'll tell you, look, man, this weekend was crazy, right? First of all, <laughs> yesterday was a pretty good day of basketball. It was a pretty good day of basketball. Shout out to. Uh, Shout out to the Sixers, bro, and James Harden. Okay. Shout out to the Sixers and James Harden, because I don't really think they would pack much of a counterpunch to the Celtics in this series. I really mm. didn't. I? know I didn't. I just didn't. And James Harden has really shown me something in games one and game four. Like, he's not – which is something. Like, it's, I think because this is a quality of greatness – even when they lose the things that made them great that doesn't stop the fact that they're great right they still have more tools in their bag and he might not be able to go at it stay with me left stay stay with me okay I think you would agree 1997 Michael Jordan was not the same as 1992 Michael Jordan. Just wasn't. He wasn't the same athlete. He wasn't. Huh? You talking about when he came back? Yeah, this was like the last year he won a championship, like his last championship. He wasn't the same player. Right. He wasn't the same player. But because of his greatness, he just found a way to be great even lebron james you can laud him in 18 years lebron lebron james with the lakers is not lebron james with the heat it's not <sighs> he's not no. it's not the same
2: dude a, more defined you know it more, just,
1: they just he, have tools in their bag bro they just or
2: would you say it's more efficient
1: man i just say it's greatness greatness just had dude kareem abdul jabbar was 40 40 years old with goggles still Scott and
2: efficiency though, you know, it's it was it wasn't as much movement. LeBron James in Miami was doing the thing with D Wade where he throw the ball up and LeBron two handed from the free throw line. He ain't doing that now. He
1: right, right, right,
2: go down and do a euro or he might dish it. out. You know, it's a different efficient LeBron. I think, mm-hmm. yeah. But I think that's what happens with with age. You know, you get in that opportunity where, yeah. You know, I think Marcus Freeman will find that defining factor. You know, Coach Kelly went into his defining factor, I think, after uh, 2016, where he had to be super efficient, where he got rid of all of the coaches that he had before, strength staff, and really got down to the nitty gritty. Kept Jake, Jake, Jake Strong, Jake, uh, uh, Jake Long, Jake Strong. One of those. Sorry, Jake, my bad. But, uh, and it really had to harp in on finding the right coaches. He got Clark Lee. Uh-huh. He got Marcus Freeman, right? He got guys that uh, got he staying back in the fold. Got guys that uh, he felt like were efficient in and getting the job done. And I think uh, with Marcus Freeman, he'll be able to find that uh, as as time goes on. I think when you first get in there, it was – these huge, obvious things that he needed to change, huge, obvious things that I think we can all agree he probably wanted to jump on ASAP. Mm-hmm. But what ended up happening, which was pretty cool, was the fact that, uh, you know, once you get those obvious things done, like the recruiting back on track, like uh, managing, coming out of the first half with more energy and enthusiasm, stuff that you can see in year three or four, I'm expecting Marcus Freeman to be defining the the process of being a head coach where he's hiring different assistants uh, that are in the building, you know, bringing an Ed Orgeron or bringing a Jim Trestle in the building or getting another version of a James Larianitis, you know, because at that point you got the big infrastructure figured out yeah. and now you're fixing pieces. Like, for instance, getting a quarterback coach this year is a part of defining the role of the offense, because now you got an offensive coordinator and a quarterback coach. Now it's two heads for focusing on the development issue, which is uh you know one of the glaring issues from last year.
1: So I said that to get to this point. Greatness has many ways that it wins game. I think if you look at Nick Saban. He's won championships three or four different ways. Different quarterbacks, different style of teams. Um, I think Kirby is probably going through his first iteration of championships at Georgia. Dabo pretty much did it, in my opinion, the same way with back-to-back great quarterbacks at Clemson. It's going to be interesting to see moving forward this season how many different types of ways Notre Dame can win games. That's greatness. That's right. That's greatness. Like great teams. Like I still remember the best or the greatest collection of talent, according to most people, which was the 2000 to 2001. Miami Hurricanes, right? They almost lost to Boston College, bro, which was like on the road in a Big East matchup that they had no business being due three yards away from losing that chance to be in the national championship. I mean, mm. Boston College is right there on the goal line mm. with a chance to upset them. And they come up with the turnover, and Ed Reed returns it famously, and you know, they go on to do what they do. It is very important that when we look at this season and we break it down. We understand that there are going to be a couple of games where we're like, why is this game close? Right. Why yeah. is this game close? Like, Why are we still – dealing with this team and i think some of that this is my opinion left you tell me how you feel man i don't look everybody can sit here and talk about the transfers that have left the program and talk about man you know what that's cool i think we're still good losing players is not a good thing bro right not quality players Not quality players. Not quality players. I can see we were losing guys that never saw the field. Yeah. Ever in the program. It's like, okay. We talked about it. You know, at the running back position, it's like, okay. You know, that position is a position where you can come in early and get it done. More nuanced position. Wide receivers, not so much, even though we have three young freshmen we feel like they can contribute. So let's see the fear factor, right? What's the fear factor of this season? What's the fear factor of this schedule? I don't think either of us have a fear factor about game number one over in Ireland. No. I think scale of one to five, five being the highest our fear factor would be set at a one. Yeah. Because that's the lowest we can go.
2: Maybe a one and a half because the travel, you know, how they adjust to the time zone. Maybe they start a little slow on the first couple plays, you know. But I think we'll be good. And didn't Marcus Freeman go fishing with Sam Hartman or something like that? In that connection,
1: there growing, I saw some pictures of that. So did Marcus Freeman go fishing, or did the offensive coordinator go fishing? I know Gino Gauduoli and Jared Parker went fishing with Sam Hartman over the spring.
2: Yeah, I saw Marcus Maybe. Freeman go fish with uh Sam Hartman. I'm like, that's 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 what you, what you like to see. Okay, okay, that's probably a conversation. They was like, "Man, you the guy."
1: <laughs> so uh, September the second. I think the fear factor, there's probably less than one for Tennessee State. Yeah, less than one. <laughs> A half.
2: Well, you know, they, they may be surprising, like, you know, how Georgia State always pops out and make it challenging for teams early in the season, like they did for Tennessee, uh, you know, that couple years ago where they went down to Tennessee and beat them. So. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's something about the Georgia boys, but, um, <laughs> but uh, you know, I, I think Eddie George is trying to put the program in a good direction where I don't think they're going to come out and be awful. i mm-hmm. not going to be playing like Central State or anything, but, you know, we'll see how it goes. All but right. so from our expectation,
1: we shouldn't make it again. North Carolina State. Let me tell you something. My fear factor for this game was at about a two. I'm going to raise it to a three left. Where are you at? They lost Devin Leary. I mean, that might be a blessing, but I mean. And it's it's at home. No, you know, it's, it's, at, it's at NC State.
2: Last time we was there, we didn't win that game. That was the hurricane game.
1: I mean, inclement weather had a lot to do with that, but.
2: I mean, inclement. Uh. I'd say a four. I'd probably say a four, just because it's an away game. Sam Harvin's first away game. Um, he's 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 familiar with playing he's, there. CCF, yeah, but you know, I'm sure they'll some factor of a uh, Notre Dame coming to town is going to add to it. This would be Sam's first test, right? Right. And with Notre Dame in an away game, where you know games like. The usual Saturday games are just a little bit more intense because teams treat us like the Super Bowl. It's just like <laughs> – so I think, you know, it's a four only to see what it will look like uh, with those Notre Dame expectations on the road.
1: All of that that you just said had me at a two. They weren't a
2: bad team last
1: year. No, no, they weren't a bad team. They had a bad loss at the end of the season to that horrible Boston College team at okay. home. They kind of made that season look a little bit worse than what it was. But this is what made me reconsider, Left. Okay. Do you remember when we went over the top return of defenses? Okay. In college football? Mm-hmm. And we saw that Notre Dame was coming in at or came in at number twelve on Mm. that list. Yeah, and we talked about the potential of the Notre Dame defense in the ceiling. Yeah, North Carolina State came in at number eleven.
2: It's pretty solid. It's a pretty solid. Like North Carolina State's always had pretty good defense. Like just,
1: and their best unit is the secondary
2: yeah i believe it nick McLeod came from north carolina state
1: over to notre dame you're absolutely right a good
2: season with us so you know i think it's definitely potential in there you know. but at the same time we got sam hartman the 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 unquestioned um i wouldn't say game manager the unquestioned leader that we got for the offense moving forward that it's an environment that he should be used to so that should be the great equalizer of a secondary that's supposed to be ranked high pretty coming back but you know sam went 11 for 16 in the spring game Mm. that means that we're gonna be throwing that rock (laughs)
1: look they return a veteran defensive line they return a top-notch secondary that's what I'm saying. A four is reason. And for for them to be the first, if you want to say the first true competition, like the step up, like you go from maybe to which would be competitive, and then you play Jackson State, but then you take a step up to North Carolina State on the road, I don't know, bro. I'm, I'm, I'm at a three. I was at – a I had it at a two. I read that about their defense coming back and some of the transfers they got in. I think they got in the number three Juco transfer. They got in a big-time defensive transfer out of Cincinnati. So I'm going to sit at a three. I see a lot of people in the chat talk saying five, which is – I said
2: four, but I'm only saying four because I, I don't think their offense is going – put up enough points to overcome our efforts cuz i think we, even with a good defense we'll float around a should float around a 35 point game i think north carolina state can't score 35 on our defense which is why i don't think it was a threat to where i would put it at an 8 but i think their defense is the challenge that presents and things happen when you play on away games
1: Left man. Mm, I'm cool with that. I I'll put it at I'll put it at three. I'm gonna leave it at three for right about now. Central Michigan at Notre Dame. That's a one for me. Even that's
2: after be, seeing that's gonna be a five for me. <laughs> what? Out of respect for my guy Charlie Fry. Let me see if he's... It's Charlie? Dude,
1: hey, on. the history of Mac schools coming to Notre Dame Stadium does yield itself to closed games. Hold uh, on. It, it,
2: it, it's, it's, hold on, I gotta look it up. Is Charlie Frost the offensive court? Hold on. Let me see. Let me see. Okay, no, no, no. Okay, I got him at a... I got it at a two, maybe a one. Yeah, I got out at a one. You agree with a one? Yeah, one was okay. I thought I thought that offensive coordinator they still
1: had. I can say a one. Then Ohio State. Now, this is where it gets interesting because you know, for me, Ohio State. You're saying a fear factor, though? Fear, fear yeah. factor it's for me answer. was look. Hey, you know how I felt about Marvin Harrison Jr. I had them sitting at a pro- probably at a four four and a half. After hearing about the struggles they really have on that offensive line, especially at both tackles. New quarterback. They do have three different defensive players ranked the top of the shades first round way too early, mock draft for next year. So they bring back some talent defensively. I don't know. Maybe I take it down to a a three and a half. For some reason, the bad offensive line and the new quarterback just. I don't know. It changes things for me. And I know it's only spring, but this is why we do a post spring fear factor. Like, have have things changed? Where did you have Ohio State, like, before? You didn't believe in the quarterbacks anyway, but go ahead. This year, I
2: have Ohio State at, like, a five, only because I really believe this – for a style fight, I think we fit uh, very well in beating Ohio State from our styles and what we have – on paper compared to what they have on paper. Mm-hmm. So I think we, so I'm not in fear of playing on State. I want the challenge of playing high State. I feel the same way of how I felt about when Clemson came last year. Mm-hmm. They were, quote, unquote, a good team, but I didn't have the fear of playing them. I wanted to play them at home with K. <clears throat> you know, yeah. so I want them to play us at home with Kyle McCord. So I put it out of five. Yeah. Ben Morrison, when I mess around, I had two picks, something crazy, you know, because you're going to have to put the game in the quarterback's
1: hands if you want to beat Notre Dame.
3: I'm going to go ahead and say
1: it's a matchup. It's huge. I think this game is huge for – I think this game is bigger for Marcus Freeman than it is Ryan Day. Really, the only important game for Ryan Day is the the last game of the year for Ohio State. That's it. That's it. First season. First thing. If he loses to Jim Harbaugh again, he might be in trouble. He might be in trouble, and I, that might him being in trouble might not be him losing his job, but it would definitely be you can't
2: lose the Michigan three times in a row, because you you're not you're not John Harbaugh, so. We're not like you can lose Ohio State 10 years in a row and be good Mm -hmm. because you're John Harbaugh. But you, my friend, are Ryan Day. And Ohio (laughs) State has been winning for way too long. Uh Urban and Jim Trestle and all them boys for way too long. They start accepting these consecutive losses to the team. Y'all don't even say the name of Y'all just say the team of North. That's like the whole identity. It's like you have to get fired from an identity standpoint. Like the identity of Ohio State just being better than Michigan is the is the antithesis. What do you say? Antithesis? antithesis. Or the the, the, yeah. the the soul of Ohio State. And consecutive losing that game. You just have to get fired just because we can't even, you know, we can rock with a lot of things. Right. But that. It's like you can't win enough games to outweigh the weight of what that game means for that program where it is now. Because I think it's a huge recruiting uh, difference. It's like, yeah, I like the Big Ten. I like, you know, Ohio State, Michigan, and those teams, but Ohio State is that dominant factor because they whoop Michigan every year. Mm-hmm. But now the scales of recruiting start equaling in and out. When Michigan starts whooping Ohio State in the Big Ten, you know, and then the quarterback factor of USC coming in in the Big Ten with Lincoln Riley, that may change recruiting skills. They're already buffing up their defense with guys that they definitely wouldn't have gotten if Lincoln Riley wasn't there. Yeah. So
1: we'll see. Yeah. So I'll, I'll sit. I'll go back and forth, right? I look at the offense, the new quarterback, the offensive line, and I'm like, hmm, man, I might be able to drop this down to three. Then I look at the wide receivers and I say, but the wide receivers, you know, the quarterback has to get the ball to him. Quarterback needs time to throw. Then I look at the defense and I say, pretty formidable. Number one, number three, returning defense in the nation but then I think about it. I don't think Ohio State is going to come into the game with the same intensity as, as Notre Dame. No. I think they're going to come in and they're going to feel like, man, we beat these dudes last year. Where I think Notre Dame's is going to come in and say, we should have beat these dudes last year. We should have beat them.
2: That's just, that's just what they have to – Ohio State has to overcome that. Tension in the air for that, because because they know,
1: yeah,
2: they know that they they thought they was looking ahead and it was like whoa 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 we gotta we gotta lock in <laughs> to escape this this yeah. this that we finna take yeah and and at the end of the day we got a lot of returning players that remember that game as well, guys that that are are on the edge of their seats where. Ohio State just can't get up enough for that because they lost a quarterback. Mm -hmm. They got a whole new scheme going on. You know, they're going through a transition in some ways. You're going to see them run the ball a hell of a lot more. And I just think that takes time to just grow into. Ohio State is transitioning into exactly what we are coming out of.
1: Mm -hmm.
2: They're going into a shell. We're coming out of the shell. We're going to look like more Ohio State than they are in the game. It's going to be a total twilight zone. We got the better quarterback. we throwing the ball more, and they're trying to run it more. So I think when that uh, transition happens, I think we'll be much more comfortable winning the game.
1: Lucky Lefty Podcast, Apple Podcast, Spotify, CFE Nation, in conjunction with Irish Breakdown, all of our great content. Go subscribe on a Lucky Lefty Podcast YouTube channel, That thumbs up, hit that for us. Helps us with our views, man. We give you the audio edible each and every day. It's the Lucky Lefty Podcast. You already know we spin it different as we continue on talking fear factor, 2023 Notre Dame schedule. One of these next two games is a trap game, Left. Mike Elko and his Duke Blue Devils. On the road, Riley Leonard as a formidable foe, as a quarterback. Their defense has steadily improved under Mike Elko. You come off of that big emotional win against Ohio State. I'll go ahead and put it in the atmosphere. That big emotional win against Ohio State. And then you go on the road to face a team that athletically you're better than but they're coached so well that if you're not on your a game you can end up in a dog fight and it could be for four quarters
2: yeah it's gonna be for four quarters i think uh but the thing is we're just more talented than the team, so it's like you know they'll probably put up a good fight, and then we'll overcome as it as the time goes on. Yeah, but it it'll be a respect game where we're like, look, we're not about to overlook you now. You know, we're gonna go hard, but at the end of the day, we recruit better. So <laughs> y'all gonna fizzle out, and then we'll because we're not a team that's undisciplined. So you just not gonna beat us off of just like one of those. Those Appalachian State versus North Carolina games where we just have terrible defense and just giving yeah. up hundreds of players <laughs> where it's a shootout. It ain't gonna be no shootout, but it's a respect where you y'all, y'all gonna get some stuff off because y'all practice and y'all game playing well and y'all got coach well, and, but you know when you put that number seven back there Ooh. and it's like all right, tackle this. <laughs> you, you may know where we're going. Yeah, you, you didn't study well enough, but tackle this fourth quarter. Yeah. That's where we, you know, this is how we eliminate and separate ourselves from having competitive games from all these other uh, teams that we should be beating. You know, so when it comes down to, to straight, we can keep throwing stuff at you. That's who we are. We may not give you that number one pick of the draft, But we'll throw a lot of talent at you. You're like, man, these these brothers got depth. We just don't have a second and third unit at Vanderbilt or at Pitt or at Duke. We got a good first unit, a couple backups. Mm -hmm. But y'all got two deep, some young threes going there, catch a touchdown or something, you know. It's too much by the fourth quarter.
1: Louisville after that. So, where did you place Duke? What was your number? You had them in like a three?
2: I got them at a four
1: because of respect. Oh.
2: Got a four because of respect. I respect the fact that they, you know, they're going to be coached well. they smart guys, you know, do hard to get into. Yeah,
1: you agree. Jason Smith agrees with me. He says four, the Elko factor, but I think we do pull it off. I think it's better that we play that one on the road, in my opinion. Yeah. Yeah, I can agree with that. Louisville. Changes all over the place for the Cardinals. I I see Notre Dame blowing Louisville out. I'm going to be honest.
2: Who they got over there? The Purdue guy? The guy that made Charlie Jones famous?
1: Yes. Yes, sir.
2: He'll have some stuff in the tank. because I like uh, the the quarterback situation. Pierce Clarkson isn't bad. You know. He's a freshman over there. They'll they'll be all right. I'll put them at a three and a half. I'm not going to say that these teams aren't going to be competitive. But I think the factor that we're deeper than most teams and Mm -hmm. and coach well, that's an overcoming factor for a lot of teams that you know are thinly uh deep only a few teams in college football are are two three deep that can go really make an impact in the game
1: yeah the louisville game i think you're catching a a bomb squad that's he's trying to really reinvigorate and put his program together yeah so even though he's probably got some transfers coming in and the offense will probably be vastly improved just defensively and all together, all units. I don't think everything would be up to snuff. They'll probably come out fired up with some emotion. But at the end of the day, you know, that's at least a three-touchdown smack on the road. See, I,
2: like, I like that you're saying three touchdowns, not no three-point win.
1: No, 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 no. I feel pretty confident this will turn into a blowout good yeah October 14th baby I don't know what he's gonna have on his fingernails when he comes to Notre Dame Stadium <laughs> but Whatever. he's coming he's coming he's coming and, and you have said left you have been firm and saying on oh, October 14th we better put up 40 points yeah easily <laughs> like we we haven't put up 40 UCLA
2: York. USC scores.
1: Yeah, yeah. I think I actually think Notre Dame will be more fired up about USC than they will Ohio State. Yeah, I got Dude, it at. of could debate that. that?
2: I got it at a seven.
1: A seven. We have, yeah. the scale only goes up to five left.
2: Oh, I thought it was out of ten. I'm sorry.
1: You might have to oh, read i have great
2: knees way too high. <laughs> oh,
3: hell.
1: <laughs> we got to knock all my scores to two and a half. So. So, wait a minute. Wait a minute. On a scale of one to five, you you have maybe at a one. No, let's just do 10. All right, we'll do scale of one to 10 to keep it so you can stay in the same mindset. That's right. So you've been doing a scale of 1 to 10. So you had North Carolina State at a 4. Ohio State at a 5. You had Duke at a 4. Louisville you had Lowe. 3.5.
2: USC at a 7. Because we're going to have to steal some possessions from um we definitely got to steal some possessions from Caleb. I don't think it's gonna be a one where Sam's just playing better. I think it's gonna be hell, we gotta he scored off of one of his fumbles, we scored off of a pick, and we win by 10. You, you know, that kind of thing. Hmm. I'm gonna put a I'm gonna
1: put Southern Cow. At a nine, bro. Mm. This is the one that I think Notre Dame has the biggest chance of losing. Yeah, because of the quarterback. More than any other game. It's not just the quarterback. It's, It's the fact that Lincoln Riley went out, got the two big monsters at defensive tackle. Yep. Now, we don't know what that secondary is going to look like, Alex Grinch has been subpar as a defensive coordinator and a play caller, but they wouldn't got two studs on their defensive line. (laughs) At some point, (laughs) at some point, you have to give Lincoln Riley some credit for closing up the biggest factors in that defense being horrible. So we'll we'll see. They did lose their best pass rusher to the NFL. We'll see if they reload. Linebacker situation. Lots of injuries. They still don't have the depth that they'll have probably in the program in year three or four. But I, I have this at like an eight and a half, nine, bro. This right. is the game.
2: It is a game. It's a game of excuse me Um I just got out of seven because even with those those people coming in, they're just not known to be a defensive team. You
1: know? No, it's been a while since they've been known as a defensive team.
2: And plus, we have a really good offensive line. So, if anything, they're trying to match our intensity in the trenches, let alone be better than but you got to tackle Aldrick, that's me in that fourth quarter, and I want to see what they do with that because we're gonna be killing them with Jadarian Price in there, woo, 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 woo. LeBron <laughs> Payne in there, running hard. You got Aldridge finishing the job, so we should
1: be all right. Yeah, yeah. I, I would worry about. It's all about the quarterbacks for me, right? Like Riley Leonard makes me nervous. Caleb Williams makes me nervous. The, the quarterbacks at Ohio State don't really make me nervous. No. Came club, Nick. We I, have to see him. I have to done, see him play. We done caught
2: him with his pants down. He, he,
1: yeah, I have to see him play because I'm not nervous at this point. Still not Not nervous. at this point. I'm not nervous. So see, the
2: difference was I was nervous mm-hmm. when Trevor first played us and when he played us the last time. Mm. No question. If I got a guess about you, we're
1: not worried. Pittsburgh after a bye. It's the it's the field Jacoby game, bro. If, if he, he can, can stay healthy, it, yeah, if, right, right, right. <laughs> if he can make it to the game, right. oh man,
2: can't speak about that till it gets close.
1: Man, look here. I think Notre Dame wins that. They, they'll, they'll be better. They'll be a better team. I mean, they only had one in that twenty-three recruiting class. They had one recruit that was a four-star. Everyone else was three-star and below. Mm. And then Notre Dame came and took their four-star. That's Kenny Mitchell. That's right. So, yeah, I would have them pretty low. Maybe a three. Maybe a three, four. November the fourth in Clemson, South Carolina. You get to walk in and kick that rock over. That's right.
2: I got us out of. I got us out of five. I mean, you know, that's fair. That's fair. Our game of the year is USC. Yeah, and it's just is a is a uh, icing on the cake for a good season. Yeah, Uh, something that needs to be done, but not uh, over. It's not overlooked, but it's definitely not worried about.
1: Yeah, I would sit them at a five. The defense is going to be, man, like I said, look, we just, you said, you feel like the, the Notre Dame defense ends up being better than Clemson's defense. you might have a defense that's the best Notre Dame has had in, like, the last decade. Like, <laughs> I mean. In what this, way, I guess? I mean, Clemson is normally a top 10 national defense. Yeah. You said last week that you feel like Notre Dame is going to be better defensively.
2: Oh, Defensive line, yes. Secondary, yes. But their <laughs> linebackers are always sneakily pretty, pretty solid.
1: Yeah, they return some pretty darn good linebackers this year. They um, return some pretty good linebackers this year. So, and don't forget, as Jeremy Welland said, Clemson is going to be out for revenge because Notre Dame did kind of embarrass them last year. They They treated them like little kids.
2: But that's because their quarterbacks wasn't ready. So they couldn't do much, you know, and then eventually you let Drew Pine play from a lead. We're going to be
1: all right. I got, man, I can see that. Wake Forest and Stanford. I put those two together because I feel like they should be gimmies especially after a bye on November the eleventh. That darn Stanford trip always seems tricky, though.
2: You ain't lying. Any <laughs> trip in California late in the season is just an automatic tough game.
1: <laughs> like, bro, come on, man. I'll sit. I'll put both of those games. I think (laughs) Sam Harper's probably going to throw for like 400 against Wake Forest just because.
2: Yeah, he should have have one of them type of games.
1: Yeah. And then Stanford, like I said, that last game, Notre Dame will probably be up and just, you know, some stupid stuff will happen. And Stanford will get some lucky scores and stay in the game. And it's just the last game.
2: It happens, the way every, it, is. it happens every
1: time. Every time, man. Every time. Even that peak, the Jack Cone game when they went out there, they beat them handily, but then it was like Notre Dame fumbled and then Stanford every, scored, then they got a long touchdown. It's like.
2: We don't know how to put Stanford away for whatever reason. Man. But we have to not make this a hard thing this year. <laughs>
1: yo uh eric ward has a question for you love
2: do you think id would be so good i don't see. uh what is i don't see it um our defense has a lot of potential on paper man it's just how do we how do we execute at the end of the day um we have the perfect schedule to to give ourselves the evaluation of if we're worthy or not for being one of the best defenses in the last decade. It's set up for it to be like that. But we still have to define who are going to be the stars in the front seven. We got a lot of inklings of who we think could be good. We got the shedding of some guys that we thought could be a big factor this year. But who are going to be the stars in the front seven? Because if it's right now how it is, we just got a really good defense with a bunch of solid players. But you need stars in every, in every sport, you need stars. And I need to, we need to identify who those guys will gonna be. Is it gonna be a Jason Anyer? Is it gonna be a Jalen Sneed, a Nolan Ziegler? A, you know, maybe a Maris pops out, Jordan Patellos. We need a we need a clear identifying star in a defense that's really good. Maybe Xavier Watts. Started start the middle of the defense in some ways, so
1: lots of potential, and it's been based upon the front. If that defensive front takes a step forward, that changes everything, because yep. we've had pretty good secondary play. We've had safeties that are impact players. Benjamin Morrison, Kyle Hamilton, and the secondaries have pretty much held up. You I know, mean, the name was, what, 18th against the pass last year. Pass rush was okay. Look, man, if that defensive line just take a step forward, put pressure on the quarterback, and the linebacker play steps up, I can see it. I can see it. And I think they're just more athletic in the defensive line this year, Honestly. Far more athletic than they've been with the starters they've had. And that's including Isaiah Fosky, who was just yeah. drafted in the second round. That's right. That's right. Yeah. So Notre Dame is still looking for man help at the safety position though. That is interesting. You know, they're still looking at the transfer portal for safety help. Hey, I don't know what they see or what they don't see, but maybe it's a depth thing. Back to Yeah, I was happy. You know, uh, Thomas Harper has had issues staying healthy uh, during the offseason, during the spring. And then Xavier Watts had a fantastic spring, in my opinion. And then Ramon Henderson up and down for a lot of people, so man, we will will see left. We'll see, Lucky Lefty podcast, fear factor. That's what we've done. Next, we'll come back. We'll talk more recruiting for Notre Dame. We'll talk about the coaches on the hot seat, and then uh, man, I can't wait to get into pay, get to the petty train today. It's going to be pretty fun today. Lucky Lefty Podcast, Apple Podcast, Spotify. Go tag in right now and see if nation for all your great content. See if All American also rise and draft with Ryan Roberts. We give you the audio edible each and every day. It's the Lucky Lefty Podcast. We spin it different.